the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good evening, Houston. This is uh, Christopher Hoff filling in for Pastor Allworth, who is on a uh, separate engagement tonight, but it's a pleasure to be your host on the show. Hoping everybody is doing great out there. I've got a great guest for you tonight. His name is John Martin. He's a, our newest counselor at Open Door Mission, and we're going to talk to him about his testimony and his story. But let's start off uh, in some prayer here. So, Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to reach people out there who need help who are looking for the way out of addiction, which is Christ. Christ is the answer. And we just pray that this reaches those people, and we pray for a good broadcast, and uh, pray for those people out there who are suffering to find hope in Christ and get out of this addiction. And just pray for everybody. Have a wonderful night out there, and pray for Pastor Allworth at his engagement tonight. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, John, good to have you here. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Chris. So we are, uh, I am the program coordinator for Open Door Mission. We are a faith-based inpatient rehab for drugs and alcohol. And John here is our newest counselor. And he has come to us with a great testimony and a, a he has a, a good story to tell. So tell us, John, where where are you from and uh, how did your addiction start? All right, Chris. Well, I used to tell people because I was embarrassed about where I was from. I didn't want anything to do with the small town life, but I'm from Giddings, Texas. It's a small town between here and Austin, between Houston and Austin, and I spent my life in Giddings, first 18 years of my life in Giddings. I went to a Lutheran private school. I was raised in a good home. Father was a veterinarian. My mother was a homemaker. She took care of us as kids. I had an older brother and an older sister that left the, my sister left when I was a toddler to go to college, and my brother was 21 months older than me. So I live life in the limelight of my, in, in my brother's shadow. And for me, that was very tough. I know that a lot of people 
that aren't a young a youngest child might not understand the things that I went through and and the experiences that I had. But I had a brother who was very athletic and very popular and 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 very handsome and all the women loved him or the girls loved him. And, you know, they weren't afraid to tell me that. And I I was very... Everything you thought you wanted to be. Absolutely. And I became very insecure at such a young age. And it wasn't for a lack of love and affection for my family because I had, again, I had wonderful parents and, and a loving grandmother and sister. And, you know, it just, it was difficult for me. And I didn't really know who I was or where I fit in at that time. So I pursued different avenues in my life um, academically. I was a smart, nerdy kid, and I didn't drink in high school. I didn't do anything that I wasn't supposed to because I learned those mistakes from my brother and my sister, thankfully. You know, there's there's a lot of misconceptions about alcoholism and drug addiction. They think you have to come from a terrible childhood or a terrible family Absolutely. and bad parents or no parents, and that's just simply not true. I, Drug addiction and alcohol does not discriminate. It it goes after the, everybody. The devil does not care who you are, what you are, what you have. Absolutely. He will come after you no matter what. Yes, he will. And I, you know, I learned those permission statements about drinking from my family and from being from a small town because everybody drank. So mm-hmm. you 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 pick up those social norms and you believe that that's part of of acceptable behavior in your life. So. Later on down the road, when you go to try or experiment for the first time, it's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, that also comes through. I know we'll get to the part where you talk about your, your career and, and the things you've accomplished in, in that part of your life. And again, especially alcohol, that, that becomes part of, of the social norm when you, when you become successful. You, you, it almost becomes you have to drink or you have to do drugs. Absolutely. To be successful, that's just simply not true. And and we can fast forward a lot of my story now, but we, we start I started at age twenty and I began drinking and I shared with you earlier about being some blackout times, you know, mm-hmm. from the very first time that I drank. And it wasn't shortly after that that I got arrested for the first time. And I had used my brother's ID at a bar and, and tried to be the cool kid buying drinks for friends and I got a DWI shortly after that, and it couldn't have been further from how I was raised, the way that I was behaving. But at the time, I didn't suffer really any consequences for it. Probation wasn't enough for me to get me to wake up and say, hey, man, buddy, you might have a problem. Mm -hmm. So I continued these patterns and these behaviors throughout my life up through age 23. I'd failed out of Texas A&M, and I went to rehab thinking that that was going to be the fix-all and the end-all and the be-all for me. And I learned about a relationship with God at that point in my life, but I wasn't ready to receive it. Yeah, like we were talking about early, is, you know, there are no coincidences. These things we've gone through in our lives are gifts from God. They're learning lessons. Absolutely. Some people look at, those things as negatives, but they define who we are now today. And Absolutely. there's no, there's, we can't change the past, so we can use it as a tool for the future. Absolutely. And I know for a fact wholeheartedly now that God knew I needed to go through those things. You know, I'm blessed and so fortunate that God didn't allow me to die in those times because Amen. I don't know that I would have gone to heaven 
Amen. The way that I behaved back then, I have no idea. But he knew that I needed to go through those things in my life to get to where I am now to be able to share this testimony with other people. And if he didn't take you out of that situation in college, who knows if you'd be alive today. Absolutely. So that's a blessing, even though we may not have looked at it at that time. It, It really is. You know, you were saved. Absolutely. From, from a terrible situation. And and I couldn't keep from getting drunk and getting behind the wheel of a car because I loved to party so much and I loved to be social, but I loved to do it out in public. And then I was the guy that rather than be a stumbling drunk in public, I needed to be at home. Right. And I wasn't smart. I made terrible decisions. I made awful choices. I, I could have hurt a lot of people in the process, and I did hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. in the process. But, you know, I was so busy, Chris, pursuing a life of fame and fortune chasing the things of this world absolutely because to me that's what i needed to finally have a purpose in life if i was rich and famous guess what everybody would revere me and everybody Mm -hmm. would see me for who i was supposed to be right absolutely and i had no clue that the rat race that i was chasing and, and and running chasing idols and the love of money it would end me up in the pits of despair and darkness well, thank thank God we have a God of restoration, a God of forgiveness, because uh, we can look at those things now, like I said, as just things we've been through. Absolutely, they don't def- they did they didn't define who we were then as as a child of God, and they don't define who we are now as a child of God. You know, I had gone so far down this this black hole in my life to consider myself an atheist at one point, and I surrounded myself and with people who considered themselves mm-hmm. atheists. And to look back in the mirror, I realized that I had no place for God in my life because I was playing God in my own life. And that behavior and pattern led me to prison. I had chased fame and fortune so much that I can't even blame it on alcohol. All I can say is that the devil was so alive in my life that I lost sight of anything to do with godly behavior. Absolutely. And I stole, I mean, I went so far, Chris, as to steal money from my grandmother's purse to fuel my addiction. I went so far as to steal money from an employer thinking that I deserve that money. Mm Mm-hmm. And no paycheck that I ever received and, and, and any ill-gotten gains that I had could have fueled or, or I guess, filled that insatiable appetite in my life for the finer things. It really yep. couldn't. Yeah, and, and what I love is about our God is that no matter what we've done or who we've hurt, God can still restore those relationships. Absolutely. That, that, you know, our families still forgive us and it's never too late, you know, to, to get that. I can't tell you how wonderful my sister has been in my life and she's always supported me and loved me through things. I've hurt her so much. My mother, my father, my grandmother, mm. you know, I've hurt my brother so badly that he hasn't spoken to me in over five years. And that really hurts my heart. But I, I know and I pray for him every day. I reach out to him every day now and and I know that God is a God of restoration. Absolutely. He's a God of wonderful kindness Amen. and love. And, and one day he will He will restore that. And, and we have to realize that we've hurt these people so bad. I don't blame them Absolutely. for not trusting us. Absolutely. I mean, because we, have, we have to prove ourselves to them. 
Absolutely. You know, God knows our heart, but our family has to learn what's in our heart. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, we spend so much time in recovery and especially being new in recovery, mm-hmm. trying to convince everybody around us that we're not the same person anymore. Yep. And I've been sober for over five years now. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks to God. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but I've come to a place in my life where I realized that just living and living in God's plan has brought me so many rewards and, and, and wonderful things that I never could have imagined that I know for a fact those people will see that one day. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. I don't have to convince anybody or try to manipulate anybody anymore into into seeing what God is really doing in my life. And, you know, I I, I focus so much on a career and I focus so much on titles and I focus so much on, on self-reward. And I, I applied everything that I learned myself in business to starting my own business. I built a portfolio of, of wonderful design projects and things that were my natural God-given talents. And I still possess those talents, but I know that God intends me to use them in different ways now. Amen. Much differently. And, and those things, at the time, we think those things make us happy, but we— once you become a true believer and really surrender your life, that's when you discover what true happiness is. Absolutely. And there's no comparison between Man, the two. Nothing. You, you aren't lying about that, brother, I can tell you. God reached down from heaven five years ago, and he put me in handcuffs. And the U.S. Marshal that came to find me in Austin, Texas, treated me like a human being. Mm-hmm. And... Without saying he took the handcuffs off me to take me to the jail, I can tell you this. God knew that that man needed to take me to jail that day. Amen. He he put you right where you were supposed to be when you were supposed to be there. Absolutely. And that night when I laid in bed, Chris, I can't even tell you how much. I didn't sit there and say, oh, God, rescue me from this. I said, God, thank you. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to be free. Amen. And from that moment, I, I wish I could tell you that it was all, all rosy and, and wonderful, and, but that was the most difficult road of my life. And yeah. I knew I was facing that uphill battle, but I had an advocate on my side like never before. And so talk about when you were in jail, how you were able to touch other people's lives through Christ. So I found a program called Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'd heard of it before and going through rehab, I'd experienced it before, but I didn't really realize the transformational power that the 12 steps could have in our lives. But in those 12 steps, I learned about somebody called Jesus Christ. I'd heard about him as a kid and I grew up in the church and and, in school, but I didn't really know what it meant to have him on my side and in my life. Or know him personally, have a personal relationship with him. Absolutely. And what it taught me is that I had to step outside of myself. And what God showed me is that in doing for others, I began to experience some peace and and overwhelming love and kindness in my life that I just had to tell other people about. I had to share it with other people. And I saw... Shout it from the mountain. Absolutely. And I saw these men in prison. I I spent five years in, in Texas Department of Criminal Justice. And I saw these men needing something greater. And... Through the power of education and promoting sober living inside the walls of prison, I was able to help men transform their lives. To see that by doing something rewarding today with God's help, 
they could live a much better tomorrow despite Amen. their past, despite the sins of, of years of addiction and mess. The, the forgiveness is there for the asking. You just have to invite him into your heart. Absolutely. And when he came into my life, there was a light inside of me that couldn't be darkened. And I stumbled for many years, but I'm a human being that needs the mercy of God every day. And in crawling to the cross and getting on my knees every night, I realized that when God spoke to me, I had to listen. Yep. Amen. And the biggest transformation in my life didn't occur until probably 45 days before I was leaving prison. I had a full-blown panic attack. Mm. And I had been surrounded by Christian men, thanks to the thanks to the program at Jubilee Ministries. And a shout out to Bob Miller, Jim Lawn, and Will McAfee, and Buddy Ayala. Those guys really transformed my life. But they taught me that God's love would extend to me beyond those walls and within those walls. And the ministry that they would bring in and the love that they would show us really wrapped their arms around me in that time of despair. And I cried out to God and I said, God, I don't want to worry anymore. And from that moment in my life, God put me, he granted me parole. When I made parole, I had nowhere to go. And I thought I was going to have to go back to Dallas, back to my old stomping grounds and be back in my old addictive places, people, places and things right right around those. And he placed Crosswalk Center in my path. And Crosswalk Center is a wonderful Christian, sober living community, uh, Christ-centric, awesome place to be that really has given me a place to rest in God's God's arms every night since I've been released from prison. And in going there, I was introduced to Open Door Mission. And and let me tell you, everybody, how we met. John, because <laughs> this, awesome. this is, it's not a coincidence. No, it's not. I, I came out of my office and I happened to be walking by the, the front of our facility and John's standing there on the other side of the gate and he looks at me and says, hey, is this a rehab? Not after pondering for a moment. Should I ask this guy? <laughs> there was something that said, talk to him. And and I said, yeah, that's that's what we do. And I gave him my business card. He sent me his resume and... Shortly after that, we made him, called him and said, we need you to come work here. And uh, he he started working there, and he's a, an incredible young man, and I think he's going to touch a lot of these men here because he has a story that they can all relate to. And they, they look at me, and they don't think that they that I do have a story to relate to, but they're yep. shocked when it when it comes out. So I'm, I'm so, truly blessed. Yeah, you know, I always joke uh, with these guys. I tell them at the mission, I said, you cannot tell any of us that you don't know what we've been through because we <laughs> have been what you've been through. We've been myself. I'm a graduate of the program, so they can't tell me they that I don't know what they're going through because I know exactly That's what the they are going out. through. Yeah, That's the easy way out. I I can't describe to you guys the the true power of God and and the work that he's put into this relationship forming right here with with Open Door Mission because that day that I saw Chris I was waiting on a ride and I had trepidation about turning around and saying anything to him but something nudged me in that direction I know it was God there it is because that open door never closed for me and yep. every single hurdle that I've had to jump over was pushed down before I got to it. 
And I cannot tell you what a wonderful family it is at, at Open Door Mission and the work that transforms so many lives. I wish communities across the, the nation would pull resources into places like Open Door Mission because it's a one of a kind. Yes, it, it really is. is. And uh, if there's if there so Open Door Mission, we're a faith based residential rehab where four to five months long minimum and then we also offer six months in transition once you graduate the program if there's anybody out there we are a men's only facility first of all and if there's anybody out there who needs help you can reach out to us uh we're completely free we are donor funded and it won't cost anybody out there a dime to get help if you need it uh, you can also reach out to Pastor Allworth, and uh, if you need help getting into the mission, or if you need a good attorney, a good injury attorney, uh, Pastor John Allworth, you can reach out to him at 832-475-8642, and uh, I have to plug his law firm since he pays <laughs> for this radio show and sponsors it, so... Uh, John's a great guy, and he he personally brings men to the mission when they need help. He he isn't just a go between. He he brings men to the mission. He has a ministry that comes to the mission every Wednesday night called Breaking Every Chain, and he he serves the men. You know, he, despite he's an attorney and a pastor, you know, like he likes I, to say, the two don't go together. I'm glad I don't need an attorney anymore. That, that's a blessing, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, it is. But. Um, yeah, you're. It's you've got a a great story, and you know these are not coincidences that we were brought together and that you were brought to the mission. You were, you're meant to be there to to work for God and for God to work through you with these men, and it's Amen. it's a blessing to have you. It's a blessing to have you, John. I'm so thankful to be had. That's for sure. And um, so John is uh, one of our 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 newest drug and alcohol addiction counselors, and. Uh, you you got that education while you were at TDC, correct? I did. I studied mental health uh, counseling while I was in TDC. I got an associate's degree in that, and I'm, I'm pursuing this field to the end of God's road for me with it. So I'm, I can't explain to you how much I never in a million years would have thought that I would be going down that, this path. That's two of us. If you would have <laughs> asked me while I was going through the program, are you going to work here? I'd be like, no, I Absolutely. I, I need to get away from this place, but <laughs> God had different plans for me, and here I am you know, serving. And we don't go insane while we're doing it no. either. That's what everybody thinks we should, but we don't. <laughs> nope. And, and uh, like I say, if we can just reach one person out there, make a difference to one person, then it's everything I've gone through in my life has been worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, truly blessed and lucky to have been i'm lucky to be alive but i'm me too i i also tell the men i said despite everything we've done in our addiction we tried as hard as we could directly or indirectly to kill ourselves in our addiction but god has a plan for us and we're still here for a reason absolutely and uh it's it's a blessing to be able to to do this and to to serve our our incredible wonderful god of ours um so where what what are your plans to go are you going to get your your license i'm going to pursue my lcdc license now so in the 
in the process of getting my practicum completed and then get my counseling intern hours done. So Awesome. Awesome. And, um, man, I can't tell you how, how happy we are that God put you in our lives and you're, you're going to be a blessing for the mission. And it's a mutual feeling. I can tell you that. it's a, it's a special place to be. Absolutely. Um, especially, you know, both of us coming from a, a corporate background to be where we are now is just, again, like I think any, either of us, if you would have asked us five years ago, if this is where we were going to be, we think you're crazy. I can, I can truly say that's right. But again, you know, this, this is God's path for us. This is God's plan for us. And, uh, Amen. it's a blessing to, to be able to do this show, to be able to talk about God, to be all of it is just, is a blessing from God. And I, you know, I just want to thank you, John, for being here tonight and for, for doing this interview. And I'm sure, uh, Pastor Allworth will want will hear this and want to have you back. And, um, I would love to come back. I can't thank you enough for having me. It's I, been a I, blessing. It's it's been a blessing for both of us. So, and uh, I look forward to everything. And uh, but thank you everybody out there who's listening. If you need help, again, reach out to Open Door Mission or Pastor Alls. We're Althworth, and uh, we You're just thank you. God bless alone. all of you. God You've been you. listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at five thirty. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.